Namaste everyone. Welcome to the Charvak podcast. This is your host Kushal Mehra. All right. Today's discussion is on the state of vaccination in India. Uh, I think this podcast is very important because there are too many questions and confusion regarding uh, vaccination in India, whether it's the efficacy of the vaccine, whether it's the, you know, the the the, the gap between the first dose and the second dose. There are many immunological uh, confusions about the same, and and I'm really grateful to both Dr. Anand Ranganathan and Dr. Gobardhan Das uh, for coming to clear uh, all these queries for us. So. Uh, Dr. Das and uh, Anand, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast. Thanks very much, Kushal. It's always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, thanks, we have Kushal, Dada. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, so, Anand, and so, uh, thanks, Kushal, for having us. Yeah. So, so uh, Anand, let me start with you. So, so my first question was going to be this. Now that. There is so much confusion about this this supposed gap between the 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 first dose and the second dose. Now, so I'll give you just a you know a, a story. I've been very proactive in encouraging people and telling them going to get you know vaccinated. And one of the major questions that I've been getting all the time from whether senior citizens or anybody in the forty five and above age group, because that's what primarily our focus is on right now when it comes to vaccination, is when do I get my second dose? Because the messaging started from four to six. Six weeks, then it went to six to eight weeks. Now it is twelve to sixteen weeks. So it confuses the person who is looking to get vaccinated. So Anand, could you please, uh, you know, uh, unpack what is the science behind all of this? Yeah, sure. So uh, let me begin by saying that this uh, the confusion or the changing gap is to do with only one vaccine, uh, which is the Covishield one. Uh, not the co-vaccine one. I think co-vaccine one is four weeks, four to six weeks is probably the one that is uh, has been recommended by the government. But let's talk about this this gap uh, that uh, people are talking about, uh, and that is specifically related to the Covishield vaccine, which is being manufactured by uh, SII Serum Institute of India under licensing from. It was developed by AstraZeneca and Oxford. Now uh, this vaccine is different from the co-vaccin one. The co-vaccin one is whole inactivated virus, so it is not only showing uh, all the uh, uh, the viral proteins, um, uh, for example, not only the spike protein but other proteins that coat that are on the coat of the virus. Whereas the Covishield vaccine is has a carrier. Now this carrier is a chimpanzee adenovirus. Adenoviruses are the common cold viruses, influenza viruses that. Um, Infect a host of living beings. This one infects the chimpanzee. It doesn't infect the human. Now it has this, so it is a live virus, and inserted in it, so it is replicates uh, replication deficient. That means if it gets inside you, it cannot make more copies of itself, uh, and that is very important because you don't want पहले कोविड से लड़ रहे पता चला एडिनो वायरस का एक और एक्स्ट्रा आ गया. So in this case, they have inserted the the DNA. From the SARS-CoV-2 that codes for the spike protein. I'm sorry, the RNA, but the equivalent part, the DNA for uh, uh, the spike protein. They've inserted it into the genome of this chimpanzee adenovirus, and they've packed it up. Now, when they make more of this, uh, then they inject it into your body. It goes inside your cell. It uh, unopens. Uh, sorry, it opens, and then the DNA comes out. It goes into the nucleus. It is then uh, transcribed into RNA. It comes out, and then your body makes, uh, uh, you know, uh, more and more of the protein that is translated from this spike protein RNA. 
and that is how you get the spike protein and then it is decorated uh, on the cell and your body you know is introduced to it and it starts making antibodies against the spike protein now the thing with this live virus is, is that it also it, it as i said it has it is uh, encased in this uh, chimpanzee adenovirus so your body uh, when it starts to fight any infection it recognizes any foreign invader uh, be it Uh, uh you know a protein subunit or be it a bacteria or a virus so it is going to recognize this uh chimpanzee adenovirus which is carrying the spike uh, dna as a pathogen as an invader and it will start making antibodies against and the thing is uh this gap or the efficacy difference that we see there could be two reasons i think i explained one and uh, shortly thereafter i have time to explain the other one i will and i'm so glad that dada uh one of the world's premier immunologists is here so if i am wrong I've, all my limited knowledge of immunology is through interaction with only dada so dada will help me out but what is happening out here what might be happening out here is that you see when you after 4 weeks the efficacy or less than 6 weeks the efficacy is 55% for 4 to 6 week or less than 6 week interval when you give the double dose second dose is this thing but after 12 weeks it is 81% now why is this happening uh two reasons one is when your body recognizes as a foreign substance this adenovirus the next time you give the same as is the second dose of this uh, covishield vaccine you already have the antibodies against the virus not only against the spike protein that you actually need but you also have it against the the adenovirus and if you give it too soon one problem could be that you your antibodies i not only the antibodies but the innate immunity i the macrophages and everything that normally in the course of time they go down so the innate immunity goes down the igg igm goes down and the igg goes up which is to do with the memory and it can last for months or years but when this innate immunity all the machinery as well as the igm the antibodies that already recognize the uh, adenovirus Uh, that you gave in the first dose the moment you give the second dose they might destroy this uh, adenovirus so it will not be able to transfer the spike protein dna properly or as it is supposed to be unimpeded and that could be one of the reasons why you would have less of it and uh, it would destroy the efficacy the other plausible reason and here i would like dada to come in is what is called energy a n e r g y it's a immunological phenomena where if you provide an antigen uh, too much of it too soon then it's almost as if uh, you know something happens to the immune cells in fact it is called um, a i c d this phenomena which is um, activation induced cell death and this is what is seen in a lot of vaccines that is uh, that is why the second dose the distance or the interval has to be very carefully calibrated if you give the second dose too soon uh, then the cells enter into this aicd and in fact you see the opposite so instead of the efficacy going up you see the efficacy going down and this has been seen in multiple vaccines over decades for example uh, in the whooping cough vaccine against the whooping cough this is the phenomena in hepatitis b virus this is also the phenomena Uh, uh in uh, the other vaccine i i forget the name of that that is also the case in the case of pfizer we talking of coronavirus here people have just 
uh, in fact, it's, it's non-peer reviewed, but they've just come out, the University of Birmingham, they've said that you get three and a half times more antibody, uh, antibody response when you give the second Pfizer dose after 12 weeks than when you give it after three weeks. And I suppose, of course, Dada will explain this much better. Uh, if uh, the, the greater the antibody response, the better the efficacy, because that is exactly what you want. So here I would like Dada to come in and say, Dada, am I correct in assuming that there could be two of these phenomena? One could be the recognition of the uh, adenovirus, uh, that the sec second shot, the moment you give, your antibodies are going to destroy it. And the other could be this immunological phenomena called the energy. And that is the reason why if you have uh, Sputnik, for example, Sputnik 5, it has a very clever way around it. So the second shot that the Sputnik 5 is giving, it is giving with a different adenovirus. So that your antibody, that, that your uh, immune system that has already made antibodies against the adenovirus, it's AD26 in Sputnik, the first shot, will not be able to recognize uh, the AD5, which is being given in the Sputnik second shot. So you would not destroy the carrier itself. Uh, so Dada, is, uh, if, if you'd like to elaborate upon what exactly is this AI, CD, and uh, uh, immune phenomena called energy, and is this the reason, are these the two reasons that could be leading to this discrepancy that we see in the uh, efficacy of COVID? Uh, Anand, uh, thanks. You have done a, uh, you have really uh, spoke well. Um, couple of points. Let me go into the laboratory. When we see, you know, often what we do, we call immunization. Immunization means we give some kind of antigen to an animal and then we give a booster dose after some time. When do we decide to give the booster dose? Booster dose. Generally, we give when the antibody titer goes down. What do you mean? Basically, after first dose, that means priming. Priming, the, there is antibody response that generally picks up 8 to 10 days and then slowly goes down after 21 days. In, I'm talking about very general antigen. And then when it antibody uh, you know, titer goes down, then we give the second dose. There is a science behind it. That's because when there is antibody, that means the cells, which are plasma cells, means B cells, when they start producing antibodies, they are called plasma cells. Plasma cells uh, produces antibody. And when, if you try to feed more antigen on these plasma cells, it is almost like overeating. When Instead of eating good things, when if you eat too many of good things, probably generally, instead of helping you, really it you know it causes your disease. Basically, that phenomena is called energy. So what happens in this during this time? Instead of cells are being activated, it's being overactivated, and that time the cells goes for death, something called AICD, activation induced cell death. So that is that means once the antibody producing cells die, so they cannot produce and of course they cannot produce antibody. So that is what we instead of getting better response, we get some lower response, and that is something called permanent unresponsiveness. And sometimes if even if the cells do not die, they go for something called energy, 
and there is something called that is permanent unresponsiveness. So therefore, always it is good to give booster dose when the immune response or the your antibody titer is gone down. Here in this case, in, in COVID shield, the, we really do not know when exactly the antibody titer goes down. What happens in primary uh, immunization, the cells which produce antibody when upon exertion of the antigen, some of the cells, the most of the cells die, some of the cells go for the memory response. When we give the second booster, the booster dose, the memory response, memory cells, they make multiple copies and there is a the high titer antibodies or high affinity antibodies are produced. So therefore, once again, it is good to have a good distance between first and second dose to, to get the good immune response. Initially, because of, you know, the whole vaccine, uh, two of these vaccines, the, whatever the vaccines came up for the COVID-19, it's done with hurry. And then it was not, you know, I'm not saying it is wrong. It is thought this could be the four weeks indeed. Probably the titer uh, didn't go down because it's a mass um, vaccination. So therefore, the subsequent papers when it is coming now, in, for example, in Lancet, it has been shown that if the second booster dose, the booster dose is given before six weeks, the efficacy goes down to 55%. Whereas, if it is a booster dose is beyond 12 weeks, it efficacy goes 83.6% or so. So that means from here, it is very, very clear that a there is a good distance between the first and second dose gives the better response. And I can almost sure if you give the in a uh, good uh, distance or uh, you know time gap, that will give you the better memory and high affinity antibody and that longevity of the vaccine will be much longer. So that I, I, I can almost, I'm sure. Okay, fantastic, Dada. Just to give uh, analogy to a lot of people uh, <clears throat> who probably uh, uh, will find it difficult to understand this. Uh, what you said was that if you give, uh, if you like something, if you like to eat something and you eat too much of it, it creates a problem. Uh, there is a rascal on Twitter called Ravies. And he came up with a wonderful theory, which is that gym jane se body banti hai. So, chole bhature aur samose khane se antibody banti hongi. So, you don't, you don't need the vaccine. But uh, the, the point you're making is that you should not expose yourself to too much of the antigen too quickly. Is that is that what you're saying? That if you, if you expose... Yeah, okay. Very correct. Now, how, how, how do you get around this problem? Um, or you can explain uh, why Sputnik, uh, which is using a different adenovirus for the second dose, might perform better than Covishield? And what are yeah, the so obstacles the that you feel that uh, in Covishield, because it is using the same adenovirus for the second dose, 
might be a problem see uh, uh, once again let me go back to the lab little bit and then sure. uh, explain when we immunize for antibody raising we generally immunize animals right so first dose we give an antigen that is whatever the uh, antibody desired uh, protein that means antibody you want to generate against the a to a given protein plus we give them something called adjuvant adjuvant often we give something called cfa complete fruits adjuvant the adjuvant is nothing which can actually enhance the immune response so in what is in adjuvant a oil basically what oil does oil is we do mixture so that we entrap the antigen so that antigen is released very slowly and along with we give them something called mycobacterium rb ra actually avirulent mycobacterium tuberculosis ra avirulent strain which is killed hit killed mycobacterium tuberculosis ra avirulent strain which is hit killed and why we give them this mycobacterium tuberculosis that's because to enhance immune response it does enhance in various ways it activates innate immune response and then helps the b cells and then t cells i'm not really entering in that great detail so during the first immune primary phase the antibody is generated not only against your desired antigen but also against the protein of mycobacterium tuberculosis so therefore if you come back and give the dose again with the same uh, antigen and the mycobacterium tuberculosis the antibody will be raised against everybody so basically too much of a, then there will be antigenic something called antigenic competition the one which has the better affinity there will be more antibodies i'm not going in great detail so basically to avoid that what we do second dose booster dose we give only with ifa something called incomplete fruits adjuvant which has only oil part but no mycobacteria part in that means we are giving the only antigen and the antibody will be or the immune response will be only against enriched to your desired antigen so in sputnik 5 cases what happens is basically when you give the first adenovirus plus spike protein so you get in your primary response you get antibody against uh, spike protein plus all the proteins against that uh, um, uh, adenovirus so when you try to give the second dose you can get the antibody against everybody but you do not want that therefore what this cleverly what they have done is basically when they come back and that when you give the second dose give against other adenovirus plus your uh, you know um, spike protein so basically in that case during this when you get the booster dose the rest of the proteins coming from the adenovirus new adenovirus is the primary response whereas the spike protein is the secondary response and you will get very 
huge uh, enriched immune response or the antibody response, high, high affinity antibodies you will get it. That is exactly the thing uh, probably they have in mind. mind. That's what they designed that way to give the booster dose. So, okay, Anand, I just have a question. Yeah, sure. uh, I just sure. have a question. Then the, the moment people, so I'm just trying to think like a common man who's listening to this discussion, Anand. Then what about all the people? Let's say, I'll be very honest, even my parents, you know, they got their second dose because they were one of the early takers of the Covishield vaccine. Uh, so they took it in the first week of March itself. And then, you know, by the time five to six weeks had come, they took the second dose. So what What about each and every person who has taken, let's say, those uh, those doses in, in, in the period of four to six weeks then? Right. So, uh, in fact, I like to bring Dada uh, because uh, this is a confounding. Uh, the answer is confounding uh, because uh, in in December, uh, uh, through non-peer-reviewed Lancet had come out with this thing that uh, the UK study. In fact, it was a meta-analysis of three clinical trials in UK, in South Africa, and in Brazil. That is when they found out that if you give the second dose less than six weeks or at six weeks, the efficacy is 55%. Or if you give it after 12 weeks, the efficacy is 80%. And that is why the UK delayed the second dose to 12 weeks and Germany followed and Spain followed and everyone. So, uh, and India uh, has followed now, albeit months late from the actual published work that came out in Lancet in February, I think February 19th. So we are about a couple of months late. However, what has happened uh, yesterday is that UK has now decrease that gap from 12 weeks to eight, eight weeks. Now, many people are saying, So what is their thinking behind it? I, I, I actually would like to ask Dada, why have they decreased the gap now from 12 to eight? Are they not? Uh, I mean, they, they aren't really following the Lancet study, then, which they followed for five months. The second point is that a lot of anxious Indians, as Kushal, you rightly put it, now, this again, Dada has to explain. I'm going to put him in a tough spot. The second question is that the uh, as yet non-published, unpeer-reviewed uh, US trial of AstraZeneca, same Covishield vaccine, on 33,000 US and Peruvian individuals, if I'm not mistaken, they've included Peru in that. They showed that this vaccine has an efficacy of 76%, same Covishield, when the interval uh, between the two doses is four weeks. So obviously it is not sitting well with the UK, South African and the Brazilian data that says the efficacy is 80% when the difference interval is 12 weeks. In America, of course, it is as yet unpublished. It is saying that the efficacy is 76% when it is four weeks. So Dada, could you please explain why this discrepancy and what is the way ahead? Should we look at the US trial and say, Look, let us go to revert to four weeks, or should we look, should we look at the the UK, Brazilian, and South African trial and say no, let it remain to twelve weeks. Uh, Anand, can I come in? Uh, come in. Please. It's a question to you, Dada. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. 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 So basically, see the as I uh, explained in your uh, very first question, the when we. Uh, you know, give a booster dose when uh, there is a antibody titer goes down, and then you have to give the booster dose. So, when what is 
how long the longevity of an antigen how uh, depends on your genetics depends on the nature of the antigen that means nature of the infection so basically the genetics in us uh, caucasian people and or we or the african people are of course very different so for that matter one has to do the trial or the analyze the data and find it out when actually this kind of scientific thing what is antibody when is getting the peak when is getting getting down that one has to determine uh, country wise or the ethnicity wise then only one can um, determine the number one question and number two see what we do about it is basically depending on the uh, on the, the in india and uh, let me uh, before i forget let me give you the uh, another um, perspective in india that's the icm data is out for both covishield and uh, covaxin in covishield india so far immunized got the vaccinated with 11.6 crore and after first dose the in 3 months the data came out is got the 0.02% people got the reinfection of the infection whereas when you give the second dose the they got the 0.03% so basically what i see in short term data whatever the data right now we have even if you have one dose is sufficient for the optimum protection whatever the icm data i am talking about and whether you give the second dose it really doesn't matter and this second dose initially we were following once again 28 days the four weeks gap so in at least indian population we really don't have to worry much about it and however one thing i'll raise uh, again the question if we then we question comes whether do we need a second dose yes of course we need a second dose that's because immune enrichment or the getting high affinity antibodies and the longevity of the vaccine vaccine efficacy we need a second dose all i'm trying to say whether you give a four weeks or you give a four length i mean better even more gap i think that is better in in some studies at least says if you give them more gap when you can study says is better so in india case in india case from my data i am seeing is whether you give the first dose or the second dose is not really affecting much so therefore easily we can go and increase the gap and we can get the better immune response or enrichment of immune response better affinity uh, antibodies that's what we can get so that is what i am saying okay another thing i forgot to tell you guys last week i saw a paper in nature communication says the after 
SARS or the COVID-19 infection, those who are hospitalized. And then later on, they uh, start checking the antibodies. Antibodies against the your uh, spike protein and nucleoprotein. By the way, there are two antibodies which is very, very important against your spike protein and the nucleoprotein. So which gives the protection. They check this antibody, neutralizing antibodies up to eight months. They have seen the antibodies are hanging around up, up to eight months. So therefore, what I feel and I appeal to the scientific community or the Indian, those who are doing the vaccine, those who got infection once and if one we should come back and after six months or the seven months we give the a booster dose of uh, your vaccine and that should be enough and for they are protected for the long long long, long period and that is my appeal so all i am trying to say they have antibodies they are hanging around around six months to eight months and once their titer goes down and then give a booster dose and that should cover up for them you really do not need once again first dose and second dose all kinds of things because already antibody is there yeah very quickly kushal can i ask one follow-up question sure dada? sure sure please sure, sure actually yeah dada, like i began the question with uh, many people are anxious because they got the second covid shield dose after four weeks so uh, what what can you say to relieve their anxiety. I mean, they are asking, should we now go, when should we go, should we go for a third dose? Or is it, is it that our efficacy has now gone down to 55%? But th that is why I try to allay the fears by, uh, you know, citing the non-published, uh, unpublished American data that says that the efficacy is still 76%, even after four weeks. So what would you say? Uh, would, should okay. they be worried or should they get the third dose or what should happen? Okay, so two points. Number one, we should not worry at all. That's because from Indian study, what we found that from both Covishield and the Covaxin data, there is no much difference with the efficacy. That's because, let me run again. The uh, In Covishield, 11.6 crore are being immunized. After first dose, what we saw, the basically, uh, you know, 0 0.02 percent people get the infection again so for after second dose we the infection once again 0 0.03 so basically there is no much difference so so basically even if you took that uh, second dose there is no problem and the second point i would like to mention here so let me talk about the data coming from the uh, those who got the give the got the second dose uh, less than six weeks, their efficacy is 55%, whereas those who got the booster dose up beyond 12 weeks, their efficacy is 83.6%. So there, let me tell you, in that case, I'm not, now forget about India. Indian thing, I'm clear, Indian people should not worry about anything right now. For their, those population, suppose because of energy, some of the, and B cells, they, you know, they got EICD or energy. So energy means permanent unresponsiveness. So that means those being damaged 
or the antibody response of a given protein, those clones are being energized or the got activation induced cell death, they are not going to come back. So therefore, so it is, there's no question of taking the third dose. Third dose is not going to help you. And uh, just to add to that, uh, sorry, Kushal, I'm so sorry because uh, no, no problem, no problem. Go ahead, Anand. Go ahead, Anand. Yeah. So uh, let's come back to this, this phenomena where you give the second dose, and uh, it is the same adenovirus carrier, Dada. Uh, can you tell me the repercussions of that? Because you already your body has the antibodies against the adenovirus carrier. The moment it sees it, uh, according to you, it's going to destroy most of it, right? So it will not allow the spike DNA uh, to be transcribed very well or to be transported to the nucleus and then come back. So you are going to get less of the spike protein. Is that right? Yeah, see, this is when we are talking about the, I talked about it very in general. So basically it's not only the spike, whatever the your immunizing protein. Here in this case, the basically your spike protein plus the protein against your your uh, given adenovirus so one thing and second thing so i liked your other day you were uh, talking on uh, tv uh, probably times now so when you talked about the um, if you keep too early basically your antibodies are hanging around already so antibodies within few minutes after getting the first, uh, second dose, because antibodies are there, so they will immediately come and neutralize. They are not going to work at all. So that another one, one can face, one can uh, expect. So therefore, once again, it is a good to have the second dose with a good length of gap where the all the antibody titers gone down. Because yeah. that's the question you were, ask, you were asking? Yeah. yeah. So, Anand, here's my query. Now, uh, you know it better than I do that you know, there are so many people who get COVID, but they don't even know they got COVID. It just comes and it goes. Now, in such a scenario, a lot of these people are just going to think they did not have COVID and they're going to go and take a vaccine shot right the, whenever they get the opportunity i'm sure it must have happened for folks who got it in the first wave i'm sure it's happening right now for people who are getting it in the second wave because we all know that you know around a five percent range of people actually develops some sort of symptoms that they figure out what the so in that is that uh, that scenario again i'm getting a lot of these kinds of questions and queries that we will not even know we got COVID. And the government says people who got COVID should not take a, a vaccine till six months. Then what is the scenario for those people? Are then? Yeah. So uh, I, I think the government... Sorry, Dada, you, you want to explain that? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead please. Yeah. No, I, I, I think the reasoning behind uh, the government's decision to say six months gap between, uh, uh, you know, if you have COVID to getting a... a, a a vaccine was possibly twofold. One was the scientific data that shows that the antibodies persist for eight months. So six months is a safe bet. And the second was to save as many vaccines as possible for those who did not have COVID. Now, in the case that you are talking about asymptomatic cases that people had COVID, they didn't even know they went to the vaccination center. 
let's say a month after they had covid um uh, and they get the vaccine what would be uh, so your question is would that harm them or i mean what was your question so my what point is are is there any downside in such a scenario like okay. they, they don't even know right so would it uh, cause any kind of harm to them i i mean dada would be able to explain better but i don't think they i mean it would because let's say you had covid so you would have the antibodies against the spike protein and maybe if you went let's say after a month to get the vaccine without knowing you had these you are having these antibodies floating around all you would have through the vaccine would be more of the antigen against which your body may or may not make antibodies so i think you are safe but dada immunologically uh would that be a hindrance for someone who already has a lot of antibodies against uh let's say spike protein and then uh, the natural spike protein then and then you give the vaccine would that be a hindrance in that person okay and let me answer the question in two in two points in indian population once again reiterating from icmr data what we what we uh, saw the data so if them you give them first dose and the second dose there is no much difference for the uh, protection right so basically the reinfection or the infection after getting the first dose is 0.02% after second dose the infection is rate is 0.03% so for indian population is not a big problem and scientifically when we are we are talking about so basically so indian population we should not worry about for scientifically the if if i go with the very uh, uh, classical immunological uh, way so first one you explain that um, if the antibody is hanging around the when uh, you you are giving some kind of uh, after infection uh, so somebody got infection and come back and they are uh, trying to get the uh, vaccine dose that will be immediately neutralized so there is a, should not be a problem and even if not the as you see the uh, you get uh, antibody you know uh, antigen again which is the uh, vaccine so basically that may uh, may cause some problem in terms of efficacy okay and if i can just draw the distinction uh, kushal and, for a minute and go yeah and the go government uh, let me finish let government uh, did a very good job once again that's because those who got the infection so before this paper is published they already said this is you come back and uh, take the booster dose in yeah, uh, uh, get vaccination in after 6 month which is now we can see this with the uh, scientific data is very well correlates because the neutralizing antibody hangs around around 6 month after 6 month one uh, after getting one can get the uh, you know uh, vaccine vaccine dose again and which will work as a booster dose uh, very very yeah. very nice clearly it can work as a booster dose yeah correct absolutely and just to draw yeah. the distinction yeah, between the, uh, yeah first and second dose of vaccine versus first being the uh, your curing the infection real infection and then getting the jab the distinction is that mm. in the in the first case where you got the first jab you would have the spike protein uh, you know floating around okay if if you give the second jab let's say less than 4 uh, weeks or something 
in in the case where you had covid did not realize it and were cured you would have the antibodies against the spike protein but you won't have the spike protein at all so this thing about energy question doesn't arise if you give a vaccine asked to a person who has already been cured of covid because that aicd and Very energy only only mm. when you have more of the antigen so in this case you wouldn't have the right. more of the antigen very right okay very right very right very right all right so uh, now uh, anand one more query before i start taking the live viewer questions uh, was on this whole mix and match of vaccines now there has been a lot of chat about uh, you know if i take a vaccine and if a vaccine is not available i'm just drawing a hypothetical here then what happens if i get b vaccine and and also in this efficacy thing right uh, everything just confuses the hell out of people from a common man's point of view so i'll give you another analogy from canada anand now in canada even with the pfizer vaccines their gap between the first and the second dose is almost 3 months so i mean in america pfizer was giving it in i think 3 weeks now in three canada weeks. they are going they giving it in 3 months so yeah. nobody knows what is happening but uh, let us leave that aside for a moment so anand what is the science behind let's say mixing and matching of vaccines then Yeah, so just to draw uh, an analogy with Dada, and of course Dada is the uh, the real king of knowledge. He will be able to explain this. But uh, as Dada said, if you eat too much, if you love something and you eat too much of it, might be a problem. So if I love, for example, Tamil Nadu, Mysore Park, and I I eat too much of it, and then suddenly somebody comes along and says, no, 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 you have uh, Mysore Park from uh, the original one from Karnataka, and then third person comes, no, 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 have this one. Uh, mixing and matching is a bit like that. Uh, as far as the problem it may create, there is a trial that is currently going on in UK. I think it has not been published yet. Uh, I think it will take another couple of weeks for it to come out, where they have mixed and matched exact done exactly this. First dose was um, AstraZeneca, and the second is Pfizer, because these are the two major vaccines that the UK has been administering, and they want to see whether it has any problem. The scientific consensus, as yet, as of now. Uh, is saying that there shouldn't be a problem but of course uh, uh, you know because ultimately what you're doing is your 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 primary aim is to generate as much antibody response as you can and the way you are doing it is by giving as much anti antigen as you can the antigen here being the spike protein but of course the question that uh, dada has said and that i also elaborated little bit uh, uh, you know uh, initially was this question of energy if you have too much of antigen uh i e if you give the second dose too quickly i e i mean ultimately if you have too much of antigen that would create this aicd phenomena and that would actually kill the whole machinery that is trying to make antigens against uh, antibodies against its antigen so dada in this mix and match do you think that problem could arise and do you think it is safe for example people who have taken first shot covid shield maybe after 4 uh, weeks instead of waiting for 12 weeks for the second shot of covid shield they can take a second shot of covaxin is that would you advise that uh, see uh, very very good question actually whoever raised this question as long as our target is the same so mix and match can give the even better immune response let me explain it. in in Case what you saw is basically mix and match, but 
your target is the same, which is the spike protein. Here in this case, due to COVID, in I hadn't COVID thought about it. In case of COVID, Sputnik is actually yeah. Sputnik is mixed and matched because second dose is different adenovirus. Correct, correct. Yeah, but what happens is suppose if our target is the same here in this case the spike protein. What I can say, uh, I am debating a little bit of so for better protection. So far we know the immune response against spike protein as well as the nuclear protein. If it is given the both together, that will be the best. However, most of the cases right now, what we are getting is the immune response against the uh, spike protein. In Covishield, the spike protein is, is a recombinant adenovirus expressing spike protein. Right. So basically, which is uh, we are generating immune response against spike protein or the antibody against spike protein. If you come back for booster dose, let's say Covaxin. Covax is the nothing but the attenuated or the inactivated same virus. So basically, where we are, uh, spike protein is available. So this is basically we are enriching the immune response or antibody response, high affinity antibody against the spike protein. It's not a big problem. It should not be a problem. And rather, I will prefer that. Oh, but so you, you would say challenging, but rather I'll 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 be uh, uh, I'll be. I'll be preferring that. In fact, okay, that's that's very interesting, Ada. So you you would recommend that the government start at least in the least a mix and no, match I, trial in India. See, uh, I'll uh, go for the definitely. I'll uh, I'll all for the trial, but I am not recommending government to go and jump on it because it's no. theoretically what we feel is may not be practically. It may not be. Uh, uh, it may not be translatable. Who knows? So basically, whatever the immunological knowledge, a theoretical knowledge, what we have, certainly one should try it. And which is every day in, in, in laboratory case, what we see is basically we, uh, you know, immunize the CFA, then come back, booster with the IFA. In Sputnik case, what you saw is the first adenovirus. One adenovirus, same, uh, you know, uh, spike protein that booster dose is given in the other adenovirus with the same spike protein. So, as can you hear me? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, uh, yeah, we can. Yeah, okay. Yeah. In, in fact, in UK, Kushal, just to end with this, uh, UK is also having a trial of the first dose being. Um, AstraZeneca, uh, i.e. Covishield, and the second dose being Sputnik. So in collaboration with the Russians, there is a trial going on where they mix and match. But this is very interesting that I hadn't thought about it, that Sputnik vaccine in itself is actually a mix and match because the first and the second dose are using different adenovirus. Very interesting. Yeah. But so, so let's start. remember the target is the same. Target is the same. Here in this case, target should be the same. 
all right uh, so dr das and An uh, dr anand we will now take a few questions actually there are too many live viewer questions and believe me uh, the one uh, one theme that i see throughout the the live viewers is they are scared and confused so let's start with this someone has asked children below 18 aren't vaccinated for now anand but there are claims that children are uh, two are susceptible to the mutated virus and variant so what are your thoughts on this uh, uh, how how worried should parents be no i i think if you look at uh, first of all the um, the data on uh, on the anxiety of uh, uh, you know parents being worried straight away uh, i can allay their fears because if you look at the mortality uh, uh, rate of uh, uh, you know sars then the least affected are uh, the young ones for example below 16 or below below 14 so please don't worry on that count secondly there are many trials going on in fact many countries have started vaccinating uh, using pfizer vaccine uh, in in uk uh, in uk i don't think it has started yet but in in america it certainly has israel has so they are using pfizer vaccine to administer to kids i.e children 16 or lower uh, i don't know whether india has uh, done any such trial maybe dada would be able to tell but i don't think there should be any reason for these vaccines to be uh, unsafe for those below 18 in fact india should allow this no dada don't you think so in basically uh, vaccination below 18 is not a big problem one no 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 i am here okay. i can okay okay yeah we can okay. hear you dr das uh, can i go ahead yeah sure dr das yeah. yeah so basically uh, basically right now in india probably we are uh, going to have um, going to immunize 18 to uh, from the analysis what we feel the global data i don't think there's any problem immunizing even the below uh, below 15 in fact united states started immunizing the uh, up to 12 years so as canada so uh, i think another country which i so ireland probably so basically they are started immunizing up to 12 years of age so it's not a big problem and in fact in india uh, we are uh, immunizing now pregnant women so basically uh, vaccine that can be immunized to pregnant women it must be very safe so it's not a big problem one should not worry about it and second thing is as anand uh, explained very well uh, the uh, mortality or the susceptibility uh, again uh, susceptibility by the so to below 18 is very very uh, very 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 less rather okay so the next question is this is a very technical question again anand i guess uh, dr das would be in a position to uh, answer this uh, uh, somebody is asked is covaxin better as it presents the spike protein and nuclei material as antigen and wide spectrum uh, protein uh, and Please, also some... what are his order what are his views on nasal antiseptics like uh, nitric oxide 
Yeah, uh, I can answer the first one. I think that right. is in a better position to answer the second one. I I think uh, there is no such thing to be honest as which one is a better vaccine and which one is not because if you look at the efficacy results of all, uh, <clears throat> I think right now the best as far as the uh, in technically speaking is possibly Pfizer. It has said 94% efficacy after two doses. Then comes Sputnik. Sputnik is in fact. in terms of you you it's all relative you cannot equate the efficacy uh, to a great extent between uh, uh, you know amongst the vaccines but sputnik is also is better than uh, for example the whole inactivated covaxin or covishield which is 70% so if it is above 70% if it is 80 to 90% i think it's it's really good so i i don't think there there has to be that this is the best vaccine i'm having but having said that i would say the best chance i would have thought before all these trials started the best chance to producing the greatest efficacy would have been the covaxin one which is the whole inactivated virus because it not only uh, uh, you know exposes to your immune system the spike protein but also all the other proteins so it is and also would be good for mutants as well uh, uh, you know because if your spike protein is changed then the other proteins may not change and covaxin is showing up those proteins to your immune system having said that uh, even though covaxin's efficacy is very good uh, 80% you have the a similar another uh, whole inactivated virus uh, vaccine the chinese vaccine sinopharm is it called or something that is also whole inactivated one using the same procedure beta beta prophylactone inactivation and there the efficacy is not very good it is in the mid 60s uh so uh i mean this is a very uh, i would say inexact science because as dada rightly put it the the clinical trials uh the subjects have varied uh you know genetic makeup you know the trial that the chinese conducted uh, uh you know were on chinese that have a different genetic make- makeup than what the covaxin conducted than what uh, astrazeneca conducted in uk in brazil as compared to america so you know you have to take it with a with a pinch of salt so so a question for you dr das uh, so it, there, un, this is another question that a lot of people have asked uh, which is about the difference between so so i i don't know how to put it because everybody gets confused because so much of this vaccine news is there so what is the difference between a let's say a you know a dna vaccine and a mrna vaccine and uh, why are some governments investing so much of their time and energy on mrna vaccines and while the indian government seems to be working on the adenovirus and the inactivated vaccine so dr das is there something that like mrna is the future and uh, uh, the average person gets confused with such things when they come in the news or on their twitter timelines or on their whatsapp mm-hmm. forwards they get confused so see this is mrna vaccine although this is uh, looks like very very uh, you know uh, rosy kind of thing mrna vaccine is introduced this is the first time in history okay this is against the uh, covid 19 and for any other vaccine so far mrna vaccine has not been utilized in for any other disease for efficacy 
yes, we are getting 94% efficacy as claimed by Pfizer. With the side effect, we do not know. So, being a very simple person, being a very, uh, you know, I won't go for the all kind of very, very rosy jargon. However, I can tell you that our target is the same, same spike protein. The, whether you deliver it the mRNA, ultimately your product is the spike protein. In our case also, though we are giving the two uh, vaccines, Covishield and Covaxin, primarily Covishield is also against the spike protein. We have little more advantage against the Covaxin that is Anand already elaborated that we are not generating only against the spike protein, but also immune response against other protein because it is inactivated. COVID-19 virus itself. So given all this situation, all this availability, if personally somebody asks me the which one one should take it, if you look at very carefully, so all of them are fine. I have no problem. But still, if somebody press me, the which one you want to take? From immunological point of view, I'll go for the co-vaccine. And once again, that's because of two reasons. Number one, we are not generating an immune response against one protein, rather other protein as well. As I mentioned earlier, the it is now well proven the immune response against the spike protein as well as the nuclear nuclear protein are gives you the better. Uh, you know, efficacy. So therefore, in where is inactivated vaccine, which is the so-called classical way to generate vaccine, the co-vaccine is preferable to me. So uh, that is what I, uh, I can tell you. Second thing is, I told you probably also before, probably in Rajasabhati, uh, I forgot where, where. Most of the vaccines like Covishield is based on adenovirus. And although it is a Shipaji adenovirus, we should not adenovirus very, very, although very little chance, very, very little chance. But adenovirus is known to cause demyelination. That means your Neurons has a myelin protein, they can demyelination. So if if you do not see effect today in other you know adenovirus case in human adenovirus case, that it could be possible that you can get an you know uh, side effect, neurological problem in down the road in 10-15 years. But here in this case, this is simpanji adenovirus. May not be, you know, um, I do not know. Um, not, may uh, not be, just uh, yeah, yeah, just to add to that, it is it is non-replicating. So I don't think that yeah. problem should arise. Yeah, it's this non-replicating. We should not worry about it. But once again, so to me, given because of many immune responses against the protein, like you know, uh, 
spike protein and nucleoprotein. The, if possible, co-vaccine. Otherwise, other vaccine absolutely fine. All the vaccines are doing absolutely fine. Efficacy is fine, as you saw from the Indian data, as you saw from the data from the outside, the published data. So any vaccine which is available, one should go and take it. Question, can I, can I take 30 seconds to uh, add sure. to what Dada is saying? Because the question, uh, let me answer it in another way. Dada is absolutely right that uh, the RNA vaccine research has been going on for about 25 years, in fact, 30 years. And this is the first instance of an approved RNA vaccine, even though it has been approved through emergency use. Now, uh, the advantages of RNA vaccine are many. I mean, the, the simplicity and the speed to begin with. All you need to do is to identify the pathogen, in this case, uh, the virus, find out what is the key protein in this spike protein, make the RNA of that, and inject it. Whereas, you know, uh, the other proteins, they require a lot of effort. You have to isolate, first of all, for Covishield. You have to first make the clone with the, uh, uh, you know, adenovirus. And then you need human kidney cells to grow that thing. In the case of... Um, Co-vaccine, you, you need to grow a lot of it, inactivate it. In this case, to give you an example, on January 12th, China published the SARS sequence on Jan 12th, 2020. On Jan 13th, Moderna had already made the vaccine in yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. So, you know, the speed is phenomenal. But there is one thing that I, I'm itching to ask Dada, it never occurred to me before. As Dada is saying that co-vaccine is very good, absolutely, because it is exposing to our immune system, not only spike protein, but all the other viral proteins. Why doesn't Moderna or any other company simply, instead of taking just the RNA for the spike protein, take the RNA for the other three or four virus proteins as well, and then inject those. So it is a mix of RNA instead of just the RNA for spike protein. I would like to ask Dada whether that would give you better protection and if any other company is uh, doing it, if they're not, then I would like them to pay me $1 billion for this intellectual property, please. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Anand, yeah. this is, is uh, once again, as you know, often this is uh, probably, I, I'm guessing rather, it's a technical difficulty. As you know, when we clone some protein, in a, even if you try to transpect, uh, try to express two proteins, in one bacteria, often you get very difficulties, right? That's because of integrity, kind of. Uh, uh, so basically, it's a technical difficulty, probably. I do not know. So here, you're not expressing, you're not even cloning. You're just injecting the RNA. In fact, you yeah. have the RNA so, in, process, uh, you know, in, a, in a very small, uh, breakable, uh, maybe liposome delivery. I, I'm not very sure what is the delivery mechanism, but you simply so I, instead of one uh, RNA you take a, a heterologous picture of, let's say, five or six viral protein RNA and, uh, you know, See, inject uh, yeah. uh, over, over a period of time, they one uh, they can try, uh, probably they are mm. trying also, but uh, okay. but the thing is, as long as your spike protein gives the 96% yeah. uh, protection, why do we need to uh, add another complication? As, as you all know, this is a mRNA vaccine. This is the first time this is being used and giving protection. And really, uh, everything goes well. I mean, in the laboratory that we know, in practically, so in um, when it comes to the clinical trial, so I mean, uh, especially in vaccine, it uh, to get a, a good result, 
it takes 15 years, 20 years, maybe even more. So what is the mRNA vaccine? Yes, we are saved from the, um, uh, from the coronavirus or the COVID-19, but whether there is any side effect, we won't know because previously there is no uh, such kind of thing being given uh, for any other disease. So therefore, we have to wait and watch and see whether what the immediate advantage in the next yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, you're and, absolutely right. Yeah. The side effects are not really known. Yeah. But the immediate advantage yeah. of this could be uh, of, you know, mutants. Because you're using yeah. only one yeah. RNA against the spike protein and Pfizer vaccine has been shown that it is not very effective. I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, not very effective against yeah. the UK mutant. Or I forget which one was it. Uh, In and, this uh, case, if you against I... some other protein, then you don't have to worry okay. about the mutation making your vaccine ineffective. But just an idea. But you're right. Yeah. The another 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 difficulties for such vaccine uh, countries like India, I can tell you. So this mRNA vaccine has to be yeah. all transported by minus 80. So in Correct. India, it is very, very difficult. And if if without minus 80, it degrades, suppose in a remote uh, village, so uh, there is a uh, you know breaking chain. Uh, somebody did not even recognize this has gone uh, you know, minus 80 to minus 20 or something is the high mRNA being degraded, but there is no way to test it. And already somebody is, uh, you know, uh, vaccinated. And there's a false security that gets, we are vaccinated, but it may not work. So basically in, in country like India, it, <clears throat> it is very, very difficult, rather it's challenging to have the mRNA vaccine. What we have taken, what government is uh, taken decision for this, vaccine which is Covishield and Covaxin is absolutely fine and these both the vaccines are doing very well ICMA data is out as you see from first dose or second dose both of them is giving the efficacy as good as as your reinfection um, you know data 0.02 percent and 0.03 percent so we are doing absolutely fine only thing if we can speed up or mass vaccination that will be the great Okay, then then the, this is a natural follow-up and somebody actually did ask this question too. Then why are Western countries so obsessed with mRNA vaccines, uh, Anand? Uh, is it more politics and lobbying and less science then? Well, I think it's primarily to do with the speed. So as I said, within 24 hours of the sequence being made public, you had a US company that had... You, you had a US company that had already... Uh, you know, submitted the, the the vaccine for clinical trials. I mean, that is phenomenal. So it had the first mover advantage, and Pfizer then came along. But I think uh, I think Dada is right. You know, lambi rose ka lambi ka ghira ghoda is this uh, you know whole inactivated virus. So uh, I mean, first mover advantage was obviously uh, has uh, paid rich dividends to uh, you know the American companies. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right. So, so a couple of more questions. Uh, so, actually, anybody can take this, Anand. So, there are the, this is actually a good question. So, would getting an antibody test before going for a vaccination a good idea, just in case? Because, as Doctor Das has said, you know, ki, where there are many asymptomatic people who who have not, they just don't know, and uh, they don't have any idea as to whether they got uh, COVID or not. So in that case, say, if I do an antibody test before I'm getting vaccinated, is it uh, recommended? Also, 
there seems to be a discrepancy of prescriptions of anticoagulants uh, as has been seen by some people with uh, the same D-dimer levels with no comorbidities while one is prescribed X and the other Y. So why is that kind of uh, uh, confusion also happening? Okay, so let me answer the first one. I think, uh, uh, so uh, what will happen if you do the antibody test? You would do it for two reasons. One, to find out whether you already have had the infection and are cured of it. You did not know, asymptomatic perhaps. And you will detect, yes, I do have SARS antibodies, uh, I mean antibodies against it. So should I get vaccinated? But the question is, I think you should because you don't know. Because you don't know when you had SARS, uh, you don't know whether it is, uh, you know, it has been less than six months or more than six months. So in any case, even if the antibody result comes positive, uh, because you don't know when you had SARS, when you had COVID, you should take the vaccine. So it's not going to help much. Plus, I think it is going to deflect a lot of those tests that are needed for, uh, you know, people who really want to. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the real, uh, the purpose of antibody tests is now no longer there because they were majorly for zero survey. Now you have the RAS, which is the rapid antigen test, which is going to tell you whether you still have the antigen floating around or not, i.e. you still have the... Uh, you know, the virus inside you. Uh, so I, I don't think getting an antibody test before getting vaccination is going to serve any purpose at all. Uh, you just need to get yourself vaccinated. Okay. So then in that case, uh, Dr. Das, uh, here's a follow-up question. A lot of people, again, they seem to be asking this. So, Kushal, we are 45 and above and due for our second dose today. After six weeks, COVID and hospitals do not allow us to book a slot. What happens if we get the infection? Does our second shot go beyond six months? Uh, I think uh, I think his internet connection is uh, off. Anand, can you take the question then? Yeah, so if I, if I got the question correct, which is that uh, you're not able to take the second shot and in between you got the COVID, uh, uh, you know, the infection. So let, let me say this first up, um, uh, you know, roughly scientifically correct, which is your best protection is getting a COVID infection and coming out of it. There is no doubt about it. So, uh, you know, if you get COVID and you recover from it, that's the best protection you can have. So either which way, if you get COVID after your first shot, uh, you wait for six months because you are very well protected. In fact, people have shown um, uh, that if you get mild COVID, you have a uh, much better, no, sorry, it's the other way around. If you have, um, oh God, I, I'm, I'm so sorry, I can't remember, but Germans have done research on it. I, I'm so sorry, I don't want to say anything that might be wrong in this because scientific, but they have found out that in either of those two cases where you have mild COVID or severe COVID, your antigen, uh, your antibody is very robust. And in one of the cases, I don't want to say which one because I'm not very sure, it is more robust than the other. So it was an unexpected result. I think if you have mild COVID, you have better antibody protection than if you have severe COVID. Yes, that's the thing. So don't worry about it. If you have the COVID, if you get COVID, unfortunately, uh, you come out of it with flying colors, you will have the best protection there can ever be. All right. So, uh, uh, so now I want to focus on the conspiracy theories. And Anand, let's take a few of the conspiracy theories around because whether we like it or not, a lot of the vaccine hesitancy ha 
and we have to deal with it because on a podcast about vaccination if we don't deal with vaccine hesitancy i think we'll be doing a gross uh, crime in my view because there are so many conspiracy theories you know i mean as if covid 19 was done in this lab covid 19 was done in that lab there is some 5g technology in the vaccine itself i mean people come up with absurd uh, absurd absurd things now how does it matter whether covid came out of a lab or covid came out of you know a pangolin or a bat in nature i mean मतलब क्या अपॉइंटमेंट लेके थोड़ा मारेगा मारेगा तो कोई भी किस सिचुएशन में मारने वाला है मतलब आई डोंट गेट थिंग्स बियॉन्ड अ पॉइंट बट हियर्स माय क्वेश्चन व्हाट डू यू डू विद ऑल दीस कंस्पिरेसी थियरी सो आनंद हियर्स माय इफ आई एम अ एवरेज पर्सन हु इज बंबार्डेड बाय एंटी वैक्सर नॉनसेंस ऑन व्हाट्सएप ट्विटर फेसबुक कू एवरीवेयर इट इज लिटरली बंबार्डेड ऑन मी ऑन अ डेली बेसिस एंड देन यू हैव weird politicians in india saying ye to bjp ka vaccine hai main to nahi lagaunga i mean that kind of nonsense goes on in this country where we are playing with our citizens life so anand you being a scientist and dr das you too being a scientist i want both of you to answer so anand i'll go to you first and then dr das please tell me how do we convince people to get vaccinated actually it's very simple you can convince them by science and if you if they remain unconvinced you in a pandemic and i've said this before and i'm not being a fascist even though i'm a sanghi people call me a sanghi you have to force them to be vaccinated because in a pandemic you are a reservoir for virus you are endangering other people's lives if you do not get vaccinated it's as simple as that you know so if 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 someone say i'm not going to get vaccinated you're actually going to harm someone else who is not been able to get vaccinated in time so you you are the problem and um, even though government has not made it mandatory for everyone citizens to get vaccinated i think it would be a good idea because in a pandemic situation you have to realize it's it's a whole society i mean it's not it is crossing boundaries of class of uh, you know boundaries of rich poor everyone you know there's no one is protected you feel you you living in a 10 crore uh, apartment uh, and somebody living in dharavi you both are equally at risk and it it does uh, you know it, it's not going to Uh, affect one more than the other, or not affect one and affect the other. In fact, it is going to affect all. And for that reason, vaccination should be made mandatory because you are a risk. Those anti-vaxxers, if they don't get vaccinated, they should be put behind bars. As simple as that. Doctor Das, what are uh, your views? How how do I communicate? See, see. Uh, let, let me get the plug because I, my charge, charge is about to go. So just give me a. Yeah, sure. Yes, Doctor Das. Yeah. yeah. so yeah uh, basically i echo with uh, anand and another th- one thing i would like to mention here so whether the uh, this covid 19 has come from the china or laboratory made or it came from the pangolin is all history now if we look at it right now what we we have the challenge we have to protect the country we have to protect the nation we have to protect the society that is all we have to do is 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 better not to discuss and how would we have to do it we have to get the vaccination that is all all whether it's a bjp vaccine or abcd vaccine is all this garbage all this nonsense we should not hear about it being a you know uh, citizen of india being a citizen your uh, you know responsible citizen we should all try to convince people to take vaccine and this is almost like a and uh, saving life this of course this saving life this in like in i am sitting in bengal so right now 
the same situation like in a, what in bengal is is it is it is not really important who won the election who lost the election right now it is challenge is to save the general people like here in vaccine also it is our challenge to save the society save the people save the country whether the vaccine is coming from a b c d company or whether this this virus is originated from the china whether wuhan lab or from the animal source it really doesn't matter if you try to spend our time and energy searching that that is not that is rather our uh, efficacy will go down our efficiency will go down rather we should concentrate on uh, how to you know, get rid of this virus or how to overcome the situation how to save the society how to save the country that is all right now what we can do and we should do that all right so uh, another question about uh, uh, anand this is very important so the us uh, cdc made a statement about fully vaccinated people can stop wearing face masks now uh, obviously india and america are two completely different societies and are in two completely different situations uh, i think we've lost anand so dr das can you answer this question for me now when yeah. would you recommend people to uh, you know uh, so when can a person stop uh, wearing masks in a country like india because america is a completely different society or oh, anand is also back with us again anand yeah. this question is for both of you cdc just made an announcement about you know people who are fully vaccinated in the united states of america don't need to wear a mask so i want both of your opinions and this uh, you know just one more question after that and we can wrap it up for the day but this is a very important question about masking so when can india look at you know removal of masks not that india is a very highly mask compliant society that's a separate debate yeah. but <laughs> the ones who are wearing a mask the ones yes. who are wearing a mask when can they stop wearing a mask after vaccination see technically uh, i mean for example let us say polio was airborne and somebody had polio vaccine uh technically theoretically you are protected for life right so you can remove the mask uh but the fact is this is a new disease nobody knows for how long the antibodies would last i mean the, the, the research just out as data was saying that they last at least for 8 months and then of course you have the t cell immunity part as well but this is a very new disease what if in you know, every individual who's been vaccinated and protected to some extent the the, the level of protection is different and the antibodies and the immunity may not last uh, for 8 months may last only for 4 months or may last for longer uh, so that's the problem here we don't know much about this disease and the protection and secondly because of these uh, you know the rapidly uh, evolving virus you are having mutants all the time so it may be that you are protected with a vaccine you are very confident you remove the mask saying are bhai ab mujhe covid nahi hoga and suddenly a mutant comes along i don't know you know triple mutant quadrant mutant or penta mutant or whatever uh, that your antibodies that your vaccine has generated in you uh, to fight the original virus uh, they are totally incompetent against you know this new mutant and that is what is that is the reason why uh, there has been no vaccine against hiv you know so and there has been i mean you have a flu vaccine uh, but it is not very effective uh, there is no vaccine against hiv for this principal reason that the virus mutates 
and you may find that you're not wearing a mask and you're very happy but suddenly you encounter uh, uh, you know uh, a sars cov 2 mutant uh, which will uh, uh, you know your antibodies will not work against you so it, it pays to wear mask but now the next question is should we be wearing mask for the rest of our lives matlab ye to hadi ho gayi you know uh, to answer that question i think dada being an immunologist is more competent but i would say till such yes. time we reach, reach herd immunity till such time because if you reach herd immunity you would get rid of the virus right so when you get rid of the virus you would possibly get rid of all the uh, mutants as well then you can remove the mask like you know ah like uh, in slow motion but till till that time you know uh, i think see, keep wearing mask yeah. see uh, if i can take uh, in I'll, i'll take only 30 seconds sure so when we can remove our mask so basically as anand rightly mentioned this is a very new disease new virus we do not know the kinetics and still we, we have to understand lot of things but confidently i'll be able to throw your mask when you see the the number of cases in delhi comes zero is that clear because if there is no virus then only there is no question of spreading so basically the today i saw that the uh, uh, yesterday your delhi was 10460 or something so i am waiting for the day the it uh, uh, infection in delhi when that comes to zero so then only i'll be comfortably i can remove my mask All right, I I think that's a fair uh, fair way yeah. of uh, assessing it. But I just hope Anand ki, जैसे तुमने बोला है कि अगर ये गया नहीं तो हम तो फंस गए हैं. एक तो 140 करोड़ लोगों का देश है, न जाने क्या होगा और 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 यहाँ पे तो ऐसे ऐसे मतलब चैंपियन लोग हैं हमारे देश में वो वैक्सीन बोलते हैं तो ऐसे ऐसे मैंने एक्सक्यूज सुने मतलब आई गिव यू एक्सपीरियंसेस फ्रॉम माय ओन फैक्ट्री आई मीन आई टोल्ड माय वर्कर्स भाई टीका लगा लो बोलते हैं साहब गांव में बोलत रहे कि टीका लगाने पर मर जाता है आदमी अभी ऐसे ऐसी अगर अफवाहें फैलाने वाले हो तो यार ये तो मतलब ये फेस मास्क लगा के जिंदगी जिंदगी भर फंस गए हम लोग So it's time to wrap it up, Anand. So before we wrap things up, any any last comments, uh, 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 you know, that you and Dr. Das want to make? No, I just want to say that I think this has been a fantastic session, and I think ninety-five um, percent uh, of it has been on uh, you know answering scientific questions, and I think um, it's a real honor and pleasure to have Dada around, uh, you know, to be able to, and hope hopefully, I think both of us, more so Dada, we've been able to answer all the. all the questions that were uh, very legitimate and uh, you know were making a lot of indians anxious i think that so the purpose of this podcast we must thank you i think uh, has been fulfilled in a large measure yeah uh, thanks uh, kushal thanks anand for having us at such a good discussion only thing to my viewer to our viewer as well as the nation whoever uh, see our message one thing i can uh, convey be safe and follow all the covid and 19 rules wear mask social distancing and your um, uh, sanitizing your hands uh, use hand sanitizers and frequently wash hands and stay safe and that's all i uh, I, i can say 
all right so so uh, time to wrap up the discussion but guys before i wrap it up i i personally want to thank uh, dr das and dr anand ranganathan i'll give you a brief uh, background i have been telling anand anand please podcast pe aao aur samjhao logo ko log mujhe roz email karte hain aur confused rehte hain and it was so nice of anand I, and i and i want to state it on the record anand reached out to me and told me kushal ek kaam karte hain ऐसे पॉडकास्ट बना जिसमें मैं डॉक्टर दास को भी बुलाऊंगा बिकॉज बहुत सारे टेक्निकल क्वेश्चंस होंगे वो सिर्फ दादा आंसर कर सकते हैं और मैं आनंद वाज नाइस इनफ मैं क्वेश्चन पूछूंगा एज यू गाइस हैव सीन आज मुझे कुछ करना नहीं पड़ा मैं सिर्फ बैठ के देख रहा था मैं खुद सुन रहा था आनंद क्वेश्चन पूछ रहा है सो सो आनंद आई वॉन्ट टू personally uh, you know say thank you very much and dr das you have been yeah abhi dr das i am a godless person to so main god sent opportunity nahi bol sakta hu magar uh, if there are a, a, any non uh, you know non the you know atheistic uh, god sent opportunity equivalent so you are that right now for uh, for everyone ki you have <laughs> believe me even as i was going through this discussion right now i was feeling so relieved i had so many queries as an individual i mean i i may read more than the average layman i you know and i have the l- luck of having the access to people like you and anand so i can always shoot a message to you guys and ask them but even i was anxious about many things and thank you to both of you you have really really given me a lot of clarity and i'm sure through this medium you will give a lot of clarity to a lot of people who are going to be watching this either here on youtube or maybe on the audio version so once again on behalf of each and every listener and viewer of the charwa podcast to both of you thank you very much thank you thank you dada thank, thank you kushal always thanks. a pleasure thank you All right guys time to wrap this discussion up if you like the charwa podcast please like the video subscribe to the channel leave a comment over there if you want to support the podcast please become a member on youtube or on patreon buy the charwa podcast merch or send your donations to the upi i think today's discussion was really quite important and i hope i'm able to bring many more such discussions to you in the future uh i try my best to ask all the relevant questions maybe some are not covered maybe some are uh, left out but i think this was the most comprehensive podcast with when it comes to questions regarding vaccination uh, and every other peripheral issue so please subscribe and support the charvak podcast i'll see you guys next time until then namaste take care goodbye